Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to We're Offended, You're Offended, the podcast. Have we got some shit for you today? I'm Kim. This is Tyler. Is that a better intro? Fantastic. Awesome. All right. And <laughs> I like it. Okay. So what what do we what do we got on today? Um, so, what do so we're going to talk about. Well, we're going to talk about the Omnicorp uh, variant, Ooh. which uh, apparently is scaring everyone. Ah. We're going to talk about uh, more more racism because uh, to be it's not enough to be to not be racist. You have to actively be anti-racist. So uh, you know, it's I nice to see. I, I just can't get enough of this shit. Just can't get enough. Okay. Oh, it's never going to stop. Never going to stop. Never going to stop. Uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, a 15-year-old, in, for anyone that doesn't know, in Michigan, the beautiful, rusty state of Michigan, is... Uh, there's some weird stuff going on with this, and it sounds like the, the DA is pushing for anything and everything to be a crime in regards to this it's really weird the 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 people that they're trying to rope in with this that's that's my take anyways it seems like according just looking over our show notes a little bit um seems like you have a little bit of a different take kim which is why we (laughs) do not cite cnn nbc npr because they have a a different kind of slant where they think anyone that has a gun is a criminal and should be uh should be treated like the unvaccinated. <laughs> well, we'll get more into that, shall we? Um, what else? What else? Um, <clears throat> uh, Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman are the two most woke retards I've ever seen. And oh, their no. shitty show, uh, Santa Inc. Uh, it ain't so. Oh, it ain't Seth so. Ro- Sarah Silverman's been super woke libtard for fucking decades. I shouldn't say decades, but it's so funny her going all blackface and and all that. When she does it, it's funny. It's for comedy, but when someone else does it, they're insensitive. So it's kind of weird seeing two Jews. Well, one's a Jew, one's a uh, agnostic. Now is now saying that hey, Christmas is uh is about uh you know it's male dominated. It's you're so fucking dumb. Both Seth Rogen and Sarah Silverman. Do you guys remember when you two were funny? <laughs> um, a minute like, ago. It's been, it's been, I think, ever since Pineapple Express. I think, uh, but yeah. All right. So, um, where we get into this, out. yeah, check oh. us out on right. YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, Anchor, uh, check out our Facebook group. We're offended. You're offended, obviously. Um, our Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Come check yeah. us out. Share us. Like us. Comment. Share. Okay. Okay. So let's uh let's just get rolling because we got a lot to talk to or uh, talk about, I mean. Uh so for CTV News. In fact, I actually have another article that I'm actually working on. Um this sh- I'm gonna see if I can get this out for either tomorrow or possibly Friday. We're gonna talk about this. Um you know what? Fuck it. I can cite this again. It's it's my fucking show. Cite whatever the hell I want. <laughs> it's as simple as that. 
But so, so from CTV News. Okay, and this is, this is, please. I'm not saying like, oh, this isn't real. Oh, it's fake. Oh, this is all government propaganda, just to blah, blah, blah. Now, the last one, okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but all the other stuff that it's just, it's made up, it doesn't exist. You know, uh, thing is, at some point, you have to agree that, hey, maybe it's real. But so just, I always... I mean, we only wear a little bit of twin foil <laughs> in our hair. We don't wear the whole helmet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, no. You'd, you'd be psycho if you did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but so, okay. So please just look at the wording. So I'll, I'll, I'll preface this with, with this. Preface this with this. That's a tongue twister. So the Omnicorp variant has was has been showing less severe sickness at the time of recording, and we are we're a day behind right now. So normally we our, our video is already up on the sixth, but you know, hey, I I I was driving I was driving my big boy truck and I couldn't because apparently the highways are poo poo. So so for December sixth at the time of the recording, um. No one has died from this variant. Um, all the people that have gotten it, almost all of them have been, uh, have been, have been so, what? <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> okay. they, they've, they followed along with what the government told them to do. How about that? <laughs> How about that? You like that way of saying it? Yeah. So, okay. So, I'm just saying right now, it seems like it is less severe, less deadly, which is, you know, Excellent. hey, that's what I'll, you want to hear. You would think people would be championing this, right? You think people would be happy. Oh, it's not that severe. Fantastic. So, New, oh, yeah. So, oh, New York, New York, New York. <laughs> oh, you used to be. A shining beacon of taking in your weak, you're sick, you're old. Bring them to my country and we will, we will make them great. We will make them prosperous. Now, you're basically Germany. So New York announced uh, three more cases of the, the Omnicorp variant of the coronavirus on Saturday. Bringing the number of state cases linked to the new variant to... <gasps> Gasp! Eight. Eight. Ooh. So I don't know if you've seen in New York, they're now instituting citywide vaccine mandates. You have to have a, a vaccination. You have to have a passport in order to enter the city. So I just, there should be, like, we should look on Zillow to see how many places have gone for sale since the start of December. I bet. Zillow listings have skyrocketed in in the city of New York. But so any Hooters, so the Omnicorp variant is here and anticipated we are seeing the beginning of community spread. The number of states finding the variant is growing as well, with Massachusetts, Connecticut, Washington State announcing their first cases on Saturday. All of them, I think, except for Massachusetts, had one case of where someone was... Uh, oh my god, are you saying <laughs> Massachusetts? Massachusetts, yeah. 
I thought I heard you wrong the first time until you said it again. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, carry on well, the, with the two shits. Okay, so so the, you know I I could list list off all the, all the states. Okay, it's in the United States. It's in Canada. It's all over the place. But let's keep locking everything down. So the arrival of the Omnicorp comes as hospitals statewide continue to strain under a surge in Corona cases. See, check that wording. Check that wording. Most trace to the Delta variant. Oh, how fucking weird. Along with staffing shortages. Ah, I wonder why. Right? Mm. I couldn't imagine why there would be shortages. Not at all. No, it has nothing to do with telling them if they are, if they don't get this right now while we're, you know, under a pandemic. Definitely. Um, Never. Okay. Oh, so the number of people testing positive. So what? Always people watch their wording. So this sounds scary. This sounds terrifying. The number of people testing positive statewide each day for the virus has doubled. <gasps> it doubled. Well, that could be like insane. Like, how do we know what the original number was? Because if the original number was like 2000 people testing positive per day, now we're at 4000. Jesus, that's insane. But if it's like what? 10 and now it's 20. That's the thing. You can you can make stats say whatever you want. That's the beautiful thing with statistics. You can make them say whatever you want. So it's so weird. So do you remember? Well, I know you remember when when you were all like, oh, my God, look at the look at the cases. What did they show? They would show <laughs> total cases and then deaths. hundred percent. Right? Yep. Now, what are they on? What are they showing? Uh, that's a really uh, good question. What uh, are they I'm showing? pretty sure it's still number of cases and deaths. I think they might have they're, vaccinated they're, now. Maybe They're only showing mostly cases. They don't show deaths. So if you see, oh, this place, has, you know, Canada has, has increased its, uh, you know, its, its number by a thousand. Okay. So, so what? Like it, it's it says some okay. So a thousand more people. Let's let's just say if there's a thousand more people, but you're actually looking at the stats. You're trying to get into the into the thick of it. But what are they showing on the news? Oh, it's increased. Uh, I don't know another thousand. You know that's the thing. It's just fear, fear, fear. Yeah. There was an interview on, uh, what was it, NBC. lady was talking to the, one of the doctors that had to report this in South Africa, where this was first discovered. And so the doctor's saying, basically, well, we don't, we don't know, but it seems like the symptoms are mild. And he's, like, trying to tone it down. And he says, you know, I understand everyone's tired of hearing it, but, you know, wear your mask, social distancing, you know, all, you know, the, the what, what, you know, Okay, fine. But she's saying, well, is there maybe a, a cause for concern of, a, a, of things increasing? What? I don't fucking care. Um, yeah, so she's saying, well, is, isn't there a chance that things could be getting worse? And he goes, well, I think it's too early to tell. And so she responds with, well, are you, well, so, so there's not enough information. So should we look at, like, she's like, itching for just give, give me come on give me fucking something bad give me something bad come on 
We have we have fear. We're not information peddlers. We have fear to to peddle. Come on, give me something. I can't <laughs> you can't tell these people not to worry. It's the only way that we control them. We you have to now you have to be afraid. Be afraid. Why aren't you afraid? Look, maybe they might. Oh, there might be a surge. A surge. So this is actually one article that I ended up why is this not pulling up why you do this to me? What the hell is going on here? So this yeah, sorry. So this this is one article that I'm working on uh, to refute Teresa Tam. So we're, I'm going to be getting a little bit deeper in with her. So Canada reports 15 cases of Omnicorp variant. Says severe COVID trends could rise. Mm, fuck, that sounds pretty scary, right? Canada has discovered a total of 50, 15 cases of the new Omni, uh, Omnicorp variant. And severe... Oh, look, watch this. Watch the wording. Watch the wording. And severe illness trends across the country could start to rise again. The federal government said it backed a recommendation of a national advisory board on immunizations that all adults above 50 should receive booster shots six months after completion of a vaccine series. Ottawa announced last week that it will require people arriving by air from all nations except the United States to take a COVID test, and it expanded a ban on travelers from South Africa to cover 10 nations. So, um, uh, so this was from Reuters. Sorry, Reuters. The need for heightened vigilance remains, regardless of which variant is circulating. So Teresa Tam has, you know, almost remember the this, this same person that said that we need to eliminate wrong think. Very Orwellian, Orwellian of you to say, my dear. Currently, severe illness trends have leveled off, but there are still they are still elevated and could begin to rise again unless we keep infection rates down. So, yeah. So I guess to get back to our original, where the hell, damn it. So it's, it's interesting. So like I said, it's interesting to see their wording. We're, we're not talking about, you know, health. We're not talking about things you can do, treatments available. And it's really interesting. So for this Reuters uh, article, Procurement Minister Anita Anand said Canada has signed a deal with Pfizer for a million do doses of its oral antiviral medication for the treatment of, of COVID and a deal with Merck and company for a 500,000 doses of a similar pill. The deals, deals. You, uh, you want to do something for me, Kimmy? Ah! What? <laughs> Let's take a let's take a look at Pfizer's stock price. Pick one. What? Yahoo. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Yahoo's the first one that pulls up. Oh no, they're losing. They've dropped in one day. Ooh. But let's see in their six months. Ha! Oh. Man, is that their sixth day? Or six months, sorry? Ooh. Their year to date? Mmm. If you bought in back in February 21, how about one year? How about five years? Look at, oh, look at that spike. Mmm. 
God, you're, you're laughing, aren't you? You're laughing. But so, anyways. <laughs> um, that's so that line right there kind of bugs me. And the reason Which why line? it bugs me, the procurement minister, blah, blah, blah. So we're trying to administer, we're, they're purchasing dosages. So I would say if this was, so I, I've said this, I said this a while back that government's already bought this. They've already, they're already on the hook for millions upon millions of dollars. So you think they're just going to let that stuff go to waste? No. And then the Omnicorp, well, the vaccinations might need Omnicorp, to, or the vaccine. You mean? No, Omnicorp. Why do you keep saying corp? Because then I can actually say it. <laughs> Omnicorp <laughs> is from Robocop. That was the, the big evil brain drain. Okay. In the movie. It's kind of funny how I think it sounds like a transformer, and then you're using another thing that's robot-y. So, yeah, it works. Well, RoboCop is the allegory of Jesus. Uh, what? Yeah, RoboCop is an allegory for Jesus. RoboCop allegory for Jesus. Think I'm joking? No, I. Why RoboCop is a is a Jesus Christ story? The idea of RoboCop being a Christ allegory, however, can be explored further. All right, well, uh, before we get into that little... No, it's okay. We don't have angle. to. Yeah, no. All right, okay. so yeah. The, the Omnicorp variant is uh, has shown um, to be less dangerous. So we should be cheering that. And yeah, like I was going to say, uh, you know, Dr. Z, who I get all my... Oh, and Dr. Rogan. I get all my medical advice from Dr. Rogan. <laughs> and... Uh, Eh, he's so smart, <laughs> Dr. Rogan. <laughs> you know, he was... Who the hell was he talking to? He was talking with... Rick, I can't remember who it was. But he was saying, like... You know, with... Uh, whatever the hell that guy, that doctor's name is. The hell was Gupta? a CNN doctor? Sanjay. Yeah, Sanjay Gupta. Gupta. Yeah. And so, you know, Joe was saying, like... You know, I think he's kind of, like... Sanjay is used to kind of just being the smartest man in the room in regards to something. And then Joe is saying like, yo, I like every single article, every single study, all treatment, all this stuff. He's like, I have it saved on my phone. It's in a folder. So I read this stuff. I talk to doctors all the time. So I'm not, I'm not ignorant. He's like, I'm, I'm well I'm well educated in this. I'm not a doctor, but I talk to a lot of them. So they give me a lot of information so that I can make the best medical choice. And, you know, but so anyways, that's besides the point. But, you know, Dr. Z, Dr. Zubin, you know, I've, I've actually come to respect a lot of his work, even though there's some things that I don't necessarily agree with him on. But the thing is, he's not saying, oh, well, this doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Natural immunity? Oh, that. That, we're not even talking about that. Oh, we need to mandate everything? Oh, 
No, he, he's like the first, the thing that sold me on him was he said, I understand your head. Your, it's scary. I understand. And you, and this has been my thing from, from the start was okay. And I'll, I'll reiterate this again. We don't, at the time, we did not know what we were... Well, scientists did not know what we were dealing with. Totally fine. Except unless you're Anthony Fauci funding the NIH with Green Health Alliance that actually directly funded the Wuhan lab so to, you know, the gain-of-function research. But other doctors didn't know. Fauci knew exactly. And I have a sneaking suspicion if, if, if there was some digging done, I'm sure... Canada probably had a hand in that too. Just uh, that—that's straight spec- speculation. I have nothing to to prove that. It's just a feeling that I get. So, you know, other doctors didn't know what they were dealing. With. But now that the information is coming out, and more and more that yes, it was actually you know we were told, oh well, this this happened from a from a bat uh, mated with a with a turtle or, or whatever. And, and suddenly it got into somebody's bat soup and. <laughs> Made it like, with a turtle. No. The mental image I got there. Thanks. <laughs> oh, please don't. No, that'd be like, uh, <laughs> that's For my Mitch McConnell. That's my Mitch McConnell impression. That actually might be my Ralph Eichler impression. It's that guy. I was trying to find some information on him because I, I would like to speak with him. I can't find anything that he's voted on except nothing. I don't know what this guy's done. Oh. I'm trying to find direct information on on policies that he has pushed for that he voted on. Can't find it. Please, if anyone knows where, please steer me in that direction. Yeah, yeah, let me know. So I would like to actually... There's our, our, our first question of the day. How do you feel about it? I would love to know, please. How do you feel about the new Omnicorp? Are you worried about it? Are you not worried about it? Please, I would, I would like to know. But, um, where the fuck was I? I where the hell I was. Oh, right, yeah, so, um... So I think, so Dr. Z was saying, and I've said this multiple times, I'm just reiterating what he, what he says, because I don't have an original thought. I'm just a dummy. But he was saying <laughs> that naturally, viruses tend to get less severe. Like the ones that stick around become more transmissible, but less deadly. So this should be something we're cheering for. Good. Yes. Give, give me the sweet Omnicorp. Like, I want to get it. Give it to me. Start having Omnicorp parties. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, dumb if you think that. <laughs> no, that's not. We're not maybe. Do that. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. No, not really. But uh, yeah. All right. Then I got I got one more, and then uh, good old KJ. She's gonna be taking up the mantle. Cause where the hell is this stupid fuck? So from True North. Oh, is there is there anything you want to say about Omnicorp? No, I'm good. I mean, I like I already said, like, I'm not considering the fact that it's been reported that it's less uh, deadly. I, I'm i OK with that. I think that's the fantastic news. 
that is maybe hopefully starting to the severity of it starting to wean down finally. And I think that's fantastic news and hopefully it'll continue going on that downward slope. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so if this was actually about health, we would be talking about natural immunity. We would be talking about actual health, exercising, you know, vitamins, all this type of stuff, looking at treatments, which have shown to work NADs, you know, monoclonal antibodies, Nothing. That's not talked awesome. about. What? I said that's awesome. Well, but the, no, it, the, it's awesome that, that at least that information is out, but no one is talking about. They're talking about Pfizer and Moderna, Pfizer, Moderna. Isn't it weird? Do you now see advertisements brought to you by Pfizer? Oh, of course, because they have to keep the fear going. They have to keep people in their pockets. They can't tell them, hey, guess what? Things are starting to look on the up and up here. Like it's starting to get brighter. No, they want people to stay fearful. Yeah. And I'm a Johnson and I'm a Johnson and Johnson guy. So I'm just joking. Johnson Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. I don't want your money. I don't want your money. So, all right. So, uh, all right, let's get on to this next one. So from true North Ontario union votes two extra days off for black employees only uh, an ontario U- uh, union has voted overwhelmingly and without debate to allow black employees two extra days of mental health leave to deal with the impact of anti-black racism oh man so uh yeah, the Association of Management, Administrative, and Professional Crown Employees was considering the motion for its annual conference. The chairman of AMPQ's Black Caucus, Elaine Spencer, claimed this coverage demonized Black employees and provided all the more reason to give her members special consideration. Many of our members have volunteered their time to combat the anti-racism struggle in the Ontario Public Service, and that has led to burnout, a tremendous amount of relived trauma and exhaustion. The motion was pushed through with no debate and no indication of the vote tally after considerable discussion ensued in response to a similar Black Caucus motion. Uh, a source who preferred to remain remain anonymous says the two extra days is in addition to three days of compassionate leave already afforded to all union members. God, does that not sound racist to you? Literally a something enacted. So this was, this is, here, I, I'm going to look at it the other way. The reason why they're enacting this is because they do not want black people in the workplace. They just, they hate black people. So obviously they want to give them extra days off, right? Well, naturally, it's less days that you got to see them. Well, exactly. So it just makes, (laughs) it just makes common sense. A tape of the proceedings obtained by True North shows that several attendees tried to suggest that every minority group is deserving of equity initiatives. Equity? Huh. What is that word? That sounds like a, like, is that a word? It just sounds like a sound. I don't recognize it. But I mean, equity. So, so minorities are more deserving 
of something than than other groups. No, it's not just minorities, sweetie. It's one minority. Only no, I one. know, but but they they initially tried to get every minority group. Now it's only the black people. Man, that's racist. The suggestion came in response to a separate motion calling for special cro- programs for black employees intended to, and I quote, address disparities in career advancement. So, so, I think Opikipikiri sounds aboriginal, does it not? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Emma Pikio, come on, that's aboriginal as fuck. They just don't <laughs> like black people. They, honestly, they hate black people. They just don't want them in there. I do stand with every marginalized community. We have to understand that Muslims are marginalized as well as Asians, Native Americans. Are you fucking insane? This is absolutely insane. When one attendee amended the motion to put its focus on all equity-seeking groups, Spencer became agitated. She, she, she suggested that if the word black is taken out, the union might as well strike down its black caucus altogether. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, so, that yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah. Every other group? Nah, you shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. You're not allowed to talk. Well, no, I like this. No. We're not seeking, or we're not equity seeking. We are equity denied. What? This is this is the stupid in this world. This is literally the stupid in this world. Like you know, okay, okay. I I can understand. Sorry to cut you off, but I can understand that. Um, how they have separate things in place for different minority groups that we might not uh, require, I don't think is a bad thing. Um, what does it matter? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like at my workplace, I remember that we had had a uh, thing on kind of being able to understand the Native American culture and stuff and kind of understand why certain things are done be able to better understand and to uh, sympathize in certain ways to have people if if people were actually like in residential schoolings or being affected by them should there be special programs for them to help them deal with these things 100 percent, yes this is where i'm kind of getting at like there should be different things in different things in place for people to be able to reach out to to get the help and the understanding that they require but when you're Bringing things into the workplace where, okay, you get this. You don't get this. You get that. Uh, you can have this. Uh, no, no, you can't. That's, that's not okay. Okay, so I'm going to push back um, because I think when you are only looking, when there, when there is a push in schools, where there is push in workplaces, when policies are being pushed to say, hey, look at skin color. That is all you're going to see. That is all you're going to focus on. Well, no, that's where I agree with you. What I'm saying is things outside of the workplace. Like if they have special counseling for people in residential schoolings or special counseling for people who've been affected 
you know, special counselors who are of, uh, I don't even know what to say without offending anybody, African-American or whatever, that can sympathize and understand other black people. I think those are good things. When it's in the workplace. other black people? What do you, well, I, don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't get your, your point. When you, ha- okay, having things outside of a workplace. Like if I am of color and I'm dealing with things because of the color of my skin, it's much easier to reach out to a fellow black counselor or black program or something like that to help me through these issues is what I'm but saying. Why? Why? Why does it have to be a, a whatever color skin? I don't, I don't understand that. Well, because there might be more understanding. Okay, so I'll, I'll use my, my one and only experience uh, you know, that I've, I've talked about on here is talking with a person that had a different skin color than me. When the guy was saying, oh, she just, she's watching me because I'm black, she's racist. I said, are you sure? Like, maybe, maybe she is. But, you know, do you think maybe it's, you know, your your hood is up, you're kind of eyeing her, and she noticed you looking at her, so she's looking at you, and you kind of, you know, you kind of play a bit of a game, and maybe you're, like, maybe she's looking for it, or maybe you're looking for it, and you're probably, like, one of a thousand customers she has interactions with a day. So. You know, I think actually having a different perspective of saying, hey, I understand the struggles that your culture or your ancestry has had in the past. Is that still existent today? Are you still feeling that? Honestly, are you feeling that? Do you feel that you're excluded from what workplaces, from from work, uh, whatever? Do you feel that you're unable to make an advancement in your career with your credentials? I think it should be looking at stuff like that, not saying because my skin color, therefore. I think that is super dangerous. I think, you know, giving special treatment, because you know what that says to me? Like, uh, honestly, yeah, it was tongue in cheek of them saying, well, they just hate white or black people, so they don't want them in the office. But that's the thing where you can find racism wherever the fuck you want to find it. That's exactly you know, what's happening is that you they, they cry about one thing or they demand one thing. You give them that thing. And then right away, then it's, oh, well, the only reason you gave us this is because you don't want black people in the office because you're racist. Uh, well, it's like the well, store that, owner, you know, if he helps the white yeah. person first or the black person first, like it's 100 yeah. percent is dangerous. Yeah, you can justify whatever you want if you want to make up that reason. So for anyone that doesn't know, like the the idea was. So if there's a white person, so let's say it's a white cashier working at a a store and there's a white customer and a black customer. So here's where the the racial politics, the identity politics, which I do not support in any which way whatsoever. And I'll say it once. I'll say it again. I don't give a flying fuck what color your skin is. I could not possibly care less. I couldn't. But so the idea with this uh, with this shop owner was so if it's a white person, if the white person helps the 
black customer first, it's racist because they don't trust them and they want them out of their store faster. That's one way you could look at it. The other way is that they recognize that they're racist and they're only helping the black person because they feel they have to, to recognize their racism. If they help the white person, Oh. If they help the white person, then they're racist. Well, if they if they help the white person, then it, it, it's it's to show. Oh, and I'm totally fucking this up now. <laughs> well, you get the point, though. Like, yeah. Well, okay. Uh... Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, so this was, I, I want to make sure that I get their wording right, because I'm trying to understand the, the racism in, in like this leftist, CRT, Marxist, blah, 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 identity politics crap. So this was a, an article from The Guardian, and this had to do with... Uh, so it was shopping while black. So this is the problem. And this is why you can find racism anywhere. So if you have a white shopkeeper, a white customer and a black customer. So here it says experiences of shopping while plaid black. Sorry, <laughs> plaid <laughs> include <laughs> everything from slights like being ignored. That's it. So I wanted to make sure I got their wording right. So. If the white shop owner helps the white customer, you are being ignored in favor of a white person. If you are a white shopkeeper and you help a black person, you do not trust them. Thus, you want them out of the store or you're racist and you're trying to do whatever to get the person out. So that that so if you want to find racism hurts my brain, just like trying to rationalize that. Like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. 100%. Well, well and this, that's the thing. Like, The Guardian, uh, actually, and Sephora, you know, the, the makeup place? Yeah. Yeah, they had to go for, uh, you know, uh, CRT training, recognizing uh, racism. So, it's this type of shit. This type of stuff. So, you are either, you're like, it's literally, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So this, uh, this stupid fucking article that, you know, black people, black people need extra time off. Well, because you don't want them in the business. You don't want them in the workplace because they're black. Oh, and now we can literally put it on the other foot. The only reason why they get it is because they're black and you're you're trying to atone because you're racist. So you're fucked if you do, fucked if you don't. So yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's incredible to see the amount of racism. And this is like, please don't. Well, it's anti-racism. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. Just no. Shut up. See, it's my, racism. My thing though is that like. With all this stuff, like I've mentioned before, that this is going to create so much hate, so much anger, and a lot more racism. 
because, okay, regardless of the color of your skin, some people, they got the shit end of the stick. They have a really hard life and they've been through some shit that I would never want to be through. But what they don't deserve an extra day because of the shit that they're going through or the shit that they have gone through, you can't just take one person and say, okay, if roles were adverse and they were like, you know what? We're going to give an extra day off for whiteies here because, well, just because. Because, you well, know, yeah. they, they've, had yeah. a, they've had a rough go this last little while. Are you kidding? People would be freaking the fuck out. You can't do that. If you're trying to beat racism and you want to get past racism, you can't beat racism with racism. It doesn't work that way. So this is this is one problem with this woke ideology, this stupid, this, this crap. So Merriam-Webster defines racism. So the, the problem with using, okay, so I'll just read it. So a belief that race is the primary uh, determinant of human traits and capabilities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. Doctrine or political program based on the assumption of racism and designed to execute its principles. B, a political or social system founded on racism. But, but I don't under, how am I, how am I supposed to understand what racism means if you're using the word to describe the word? So... A doctrine or political program based on the assumption of a doctrine or a political program based on the assumption of you get you get like a, a feedback loop or a political or social system founded on a political system or social system founded on. That's literally the definition of racism. You're using you're you're caught you're creating like a fucking feedback loop. Whatever. I yeah. It, it's it's incredible to see the the amount of racism that is open and apparent. Cause segregation. I thought we got rid of that. I, I thought we said, hey, this is really bad. This is really bad. You know, I thought so too. But I guess us trying to get rid of racism and get rid of segregation is racist. So we got to just bring it all back. Bring it all back because apparently that's what everybody wants. And it's absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't, anti I don't get it. So let's see what anti-racism means. Does very well mine? Uh, oh, okay. So in order to explain anti-racism, you need a fucking Wikipedia article just to try and break <laughs> it down. Awesome. So it it literally just means your word makes no fucking sense. And Wikipedia, I'm not giving you money, so go to hell. It ma that makes no sense. It makes no sense to me. Encompasses a range of ideas and political actions where meant to counter racial prejudice, systemic oppression, uh, racism, and the oppression of specific racial groups. That sounds like fucking racism. Anti-racism is usually structured around the conscious efforts and deliberate actions which are intended to provide equal opportunity for all people on both an individual and systemic level. Sounds like racism, but okay. All right, let's, uh, 
You know, I'll 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 close with this and let's get the can't handle this stupid. <laughs> when you make everything about race, when everything is centered around the color of your skin, when you start making laws, when you start giving preferential treatment because of somebody's skin color, you are going to create more racism. I thought we were doing pretty good where, hey, we're all equal. We are all seen as equal. And then we start getting protected classes. It used to be, hey, we need to protect women from men. That's why there's women's sports. That's why there's, you know, all these different women organizations. Not anymore. Now, now look, we have transgender, we have men that transition to women competing in the fucking Olympics. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, ladies. Sorry, you're you're not a, you're not allowed in this. Nope. Sorry, and and for for equality, for equity. Sorry, you you know if you if you're actually a woman, fuck yourself. You're 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 not you're not welcome here. So, go find something else to do. Oh wait, no no no, you can't, because you know. Men are just going to come in there and, and do the job better than you, which we're seeing over and over and over. We have shitty tennis players suddenly switch over to being a woman. Now, suddenly they're a superstar. We have women competing in strong, strong men, strong women competitions. Blowing out records. There was a uh, an article from Vice, you know, that it used to be super edgy and, you know, it used to be like kind of punk rock. They had a woman powerlifter and she, she even said, or he, no, you know what the thing, it's a fucking guy, was saying, oh yeah, I had to sandbag a little bit so it didn't look like I won by too much. Oh, congratulations. There's your equality. There's, your, yeah, at the sacrifice of who? Congratulations, society. You know, I would be more and, impressed if they decided to fight another man. You know what I mean? Like a transgender or whatever in this case decided to go into the men's competition and beat the men. Then I would be like, yeah. Damn right. This bitch kicked ass. But no, you're going to go against women and just beat up some women when men are genetically built stronger than females. That's that's your that's your trophy. That that's what you want to go out by. I beat up a bunch of girls. Good job. Oh, out, Good job. Outside outside of uh, you know, any any other sport, that guy would be getting his ass kicked. Because oh, it's a it's a guy beating the fuck out of a woman, or they'd be banned because their testosterone levels are way too high. But now they're doing away with that. Hey, if I want to dress up in like a little schoolgirl's outfit and beat up a kid, am I okay because I'm dressed as a kid? You should be right? should be in, in, by their rationale. But all right, let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, <laughs> or do you want to save this for another day or? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. No. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. And then, uh, yeah, I guess we can, we can save the, well, I'll just, I'll get it out of the way now. 
No, you know what? No, no, no. You do your thing. I'll I'll move this to uh, I'll move this to tomorrow. Okay. All right. So, in news, <laughs> um, so there is a it's fifteen year old boy who is being charged with a bunch of things. The events took place on November thirtieth, twenty twenty one. And this 15-year-old boy is being charged as an adult. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh-huh. being charged with one count of terrorism, four counts of first-degree murder, seven counts assault with intent to murder, 12 counts possession with firearm during commission to felony. Now, on this kid's phone, um, they had- so for so for let's so for anyone that doesn't know, this is regarding the the thing that happened in uh, Oak, Oakland High School, Oakfield. I always forget the school. Yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's in uh, Oxford High. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. So. So this is this is the uh, this is the kid that uh, ended up shooting up the school and. You know, immediately people jumped on and said, "Well, if he's white, he's gonna he's gonna claim self defense." You fucking moron! Really? Well, that was a thing. Yeah, that, of course that's a thing. I don't know why I'm surprised at all by this. Okay, so for this kid, um, this didn't totally come out of nowhere. Um, he their first behavioral report came in on the Monday of the assault or whatever, or the of the same week. Pardon me. So that Monday, a teacher in a classroom where he was a student or saw the student or heard something that they felt was disturbing. She had seen Ethan searching for ammunition on his phone during class and alerted the school officials who left messages for his mother and went unreturned. They had a counseling session about it in with the office officials and the phone call was left with the parents. In a text following this, of course, because after this whole thing, they have obtained his phone. So after this, they had seen a text message from Jennifer Crumbly, which is his mother, who wrote, and I quote, LOL, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. Next day, Tuesday, hours before the shooting, a different teacher in a different classroom saw some behavior that she felt was concerning and brought the child down to the office had a meeting with the school officials, and called the parents. And ultimately, it was determined that he could go back to class. They discovered that a drawing from Ethan he had made depicting, depicting, depicting a handgun and a bullet and a bleeding figure. And the words, blood everywhere, the thoughts won't stop, help me, were also written. Prior to those two meetings, there was no contact or anything in his file, either concerning about concerning behavior or disciplinary actions. James and Jennifer were summoned to the school on that Tuesday where they were instructed to get Ethan into mental health counseling within 48 hours. They resisted the idea of taking their son home from school and did not search his backpack, nor did they ask him about the gun or inform the school that they had even purchased one. The day of the incident, uh, when it was made public about the shooting, Jennifer Ethan's mom had texted her son at 1.22 p.m. saying, don't do it. 1.37 p.m., James Crumley, father, 
um, had contacted officials or contacted the police saying that he his gun was missing and he believed that his son may be the shooter. Now, the Crumbleys stored the gun in an unlocked in the drawer in their bedroom. And it was later determined that the gun that was used in the shooting was the same gun that James Crumbly had purchased a Sigsar 9mm pistol on Black Friday as early as an early Christmas gift for his son, Ethan. So after the shooting, um, well, first, uh, also on the cell phone, they had recovered some videos about him talking about killing other students. There were notes at school that the parents were told the day of the shooting. Two separate videos from the Sussex cell phone were made the night before the incident. He talked about shooting and killing students the next day at Oxford High. A journal in his backpack also detailed his desire to shoot up the school. So after the shooting, um, apparently the father had found out about the shooting when he was at work, ran home from work to go check about the gun, noticed that the gun was missing. That's when he contacted the police. After that, the, um, they ran. The parents ran. So... Oh. After the couple had failed to show up in court on Friday after being charged with involuntary manslaughter, a search warrant was issued. Around 11 p.m. on Friday, Detroit police received a tip that the Crumley's car had been spotted near a large commercial building on the east side of downtown Detroit. According to the Detroit police officer, authorities said uh, the building was actively used as an art space. Now, apparently... um, Somebody had let them in this building, and now they're trying to find out who it was that let them in. Um, when they were arrested, a judge had set their bond at $500,000 each. Both parents faced four counts of involuntary manslaughter related to the mass shooting in Oxford. Prosecutors urged the judge to set a high bond amount, arguing that the pair represented a flight risk after an afternoon spending evading uh, evading law enforcement and withdrawing thousands of dollars out of an ATM. The Crumbly's lawyer told the BBC that the couple had left town the night of the shooting for their own safety. They were not fleeing police, allegedly. The Crumbly's were each charged uh, with four counts of involuntary manslaughter after the events of November 30th, when authorities, authorities say that their 15-year-old son, Ethan, fatally shot four people and wounded seven other fellow students. The notion that the parents could read those words and also know that their son had access to a deadly weapon that they uh, gave him is inconscionable. (laughs) Sorry, I can't read. And I think it's criminal, says Mrs. McDonald. Now... Okay, so... Oh, okay. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, now, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Okay, so um, so if I were to take this at face value, yeah, it sounds, you know, it, it sounds like this this kid was having some type of mental break, whether you know, like schizophrenic or or depression or whatever. Thing is, there are there already the issue that I'm I'm having with it. There's a few things that I'm having an issue with, but I'll say. So what did they do with, uh, so I have this article pulled up. So from that, uh, the, the Texas school shooter, 
where the, the parents were saying that, oh, he was he was bullied in school. He was bullied. That's why he did it. So this kid who did the same thing in Texas got $75,000 bail. $75,000. This fucking piece of shit. For shooting up a school. And he killed people, right? We're talking about... Uh, We talked about him in a um, podcast just a couple episodes ago, yeah? I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head, but he was a... He was like a 15-year-old black kid, right? Yeah, well, honestly, I don't know. He was 18. So he was actually actually an adult. He was was 18. No. Oh, but he and he has to report to home confinement. But okay, so anyways, this piece of shit that shot up a school got seventy five thousand dollars, and you know got house arrest. I assume until his until his jail or until his uh, his court date. Um. Okay, so let's see. Uh, so footage on social media shows this piece of shit getting into an altercation during class with another student that escalated to gunfire the fight was broken up and two students calmed down but the piece of shit pulled out a firearm from his orange backpack backpack and fired several shots that struck three people according to an arrest warrant uh calvin petite a 25 year old english teacher who jumped in to break up the fight was shot in the back suffering broken ribs and a collapsed lung all because because he was bullied he was bullied. So I need to shoot people because I was bullied. Uh, police said a 15-year-old boy was in critical condition while a teenage girl who was grazed by a bullet had been discharged from the hospital. So this guy injured three people, nearly killed one. Okay, so he was charged with three counts, counts of av- aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Okay, so that's the one thing. Why are the parents being charged for something their own child did that's where i don't i don't understand it i why and why is their bond at five hundred thousand? well i will say directly they had nothing okay okay so here let's say so kim you give the kids a car okay and they, they end up getting into an accident are you responsible for it um, well, an accident is an accident. If they were so, involved in a collision where someone was killed, are you at fault for it? Criminally, not civilly, criminally. Civil is different than criminal. No. So, so, okay, civilly, yes, I, I could see that. I could see that argument being made. That the parents of these victims from this this piece of shit, the, the this young kid piece of shit, the Oxford High piece of shit. <laughs> There's so many shits. Well, so okay, that I can understand. Civilly, yes, but they're they're gonna charge the parents criminally. Well, then they should they should charge the the gun shop owner. They should charge the gun manufacturer. They should charge the. Uh, the 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 delivery driver for bringing it there see the thing is is that apparently i was reading that in michigan it's not a law that you have to store your gun locked and with ammunition separately like you would here 
Like it has to be locked up and the ammunition cannot be stored with the gun. It has to be separate. In Michigan, they don't have laws like that. However, that being said, so them having their gun in their in their drawer where they had it, like for me, that would be like a oh my God. But there they don't have that law. So yeah, you can't really weigh in okay, on that so, too much. But Okay, so then there's no point in saying that. But well the thing is, but the media decides to say that. And in the article that you see that in, they don't okay, tell so that's you irrelevant. that there is no laws pertaining to that. That's well, that's that's, the, that's the fun part. So that's that's the problem is when you when you read an article and you take it at face value, you have to do your own research because of course they're gonna say, Oh, well, in, in Washington state, you're supposed to keep your gun and your ammo separate, locked in a box. And if someone gets a hold of it, you could be found at fault. Yeah. Okay. That we're 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 talking about Michigan State. We're not talking about Washington. I don't know why you're talking about Washington. Washington has nothing to do with Michigan. So anyway. Okay. So (laughs) anyway, um, I guess the thing with them is that they were brought to the school. They were made aware that there was issues. And the funny thing is like the, the mother didn't even return any of the school's phone calls, emails, nothing in the first incident. And then just texted her son. Don't worry. I'm not mad at you. You just have to get be better at not getting caught. Like, Okay. So, okay, he's searching for ammunition for a gun that was bought for him. Okay, maybe. I can understand letting that kind of go. But they were also called into the office. They were shown drawings. They were shown things that their son had done that are very concerning. Now, if I were to be called into the office and seen my kid was drawing stuff like that, and I know damn well I just bought him a gun two days ago, I would be asking him, let me see your backpack. I'd be searching that or take him out of school. And okay. I would be bringing him to a counselor or something like that. I, I would not feel safe my kid being there. And the fact that they knew he had a gun, they didn't check his backpack, they didn't notify the school that he had a gun, and they were brought in, told about these concerning, worrisome things, and they let the kids stay in school. Okay, so here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you off right at the knees. I'm going to... Not Lorena Bobbitt. What was the? What was the? Tanya Harding. Figures. That's it. I'm going to Tanya Harding you right now. <laughs> Schools are trained in this. So a school did an evaluation there, and they said, "Oh, you should seek counseling within 48 hours." So obviously they found something was something was wrong, but according to their their own words, that they said that, um that this wasn't a, 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 a viable threat at this moment. So, so if the parents were summoned to the school and they had a, a, like a mini uh, discussion there and the school determined that it was okay for him to stay there. I don't know if the school how, did though, because in the wording in the article, it said that the parents, end quote, resisted the idea of taking their son home. So that makes it sound like the school may have suggested take him home and they said no. Whether that's accurate or not, I don't know. But judging from what I'm seeing in the article, that's how I'm taking it as. And that to me is a problem. So that's that's the problem. So I'll say this. We're not psychological experts. 
Like, I'm, we're Not parents. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, okay, like, if we notice, like, hey, something's a little off here. Maybe, uh, maybe they should have told the school. But, but the thing is, it's, it's really, it's none of the school's, really, it's none of the school's business what I purchase at home. It's not. No, but like I said, if roles are reversed and I saw these things, him drawing a picture okay. of a gun and dead body, you know, I would take my kid aside and look in his backpack. Okay, but, but that's a decision you're making. So obviously, let, let's just, you can't jump to too many. Well, I would have done this and I would have, no, this is, this is a circumstance that is, that is being dealt with. So they, the parents came into the school. The school said, hey, this is kind of concerning. Okay. Obviously, there was a discussion whether taking him out of school or you know keeping a, a bit of an eye on him. They d the school did nothing. The school should have searched his backpack too. That's what doesn't make any sense to me they, either. They have they have the right to do that. So well, yeah, I I would say the school should be held liable a lot more than the parents should be held liable. Well, I know at our kids' school they would go through the backpack, the locker, whatever. If there was anything concerning, hundred percent they would be looking at these things which they yes. have every right to be doing. So I'm not sure why the school didn't either. That that doesn't totally make sense to me. Like it's eh. Well, so they just they just like I said, all schools have this type of training where they're, you know, that at least they have, you know, a guidance counselor, someone that is trained in 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 like a crisis in in yeah. in some type of psychology, being some type of therapist, being able to recognize this stuff and they just go Ah, you know, you should get counseling within 48 hours, but you know what? Stay at school. It's no big deal. Why don't they have like, I, I don't know. I, again, I'm not from the States, but I know at our school, we have a school social worker. So if there was any sort of worrisome behavior, the school social worker would be notified immediately. Well, let's assume it, whether it's from the principal, vice principal, someone, someone there is some type of guidance counselor or some, something like that. So why? I'll point, I, like I said, I wouldn't hold the parents at fault for something someone else did. Maybe civilly, not criminally. Criminally, okay, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I think it's, it's pretty sketch that they ran. And then but there's did, like... But did they? they, but, did, they, they like, but did they? They did. That night, they left. They left and they went and they stayed in a warehouse. They were sleeping in a basement in a warehouse. Like, how does that not seem suspicious? Like, whether it is or isn't, like, if rules were reversed and this was our kid that did this and we didn't do anything wrong, we would sit here. Like, why would we go run to a random building and sleep in the basement? Like, why? Like, that makes maybe... them seem guilty. Okay, but seems guilty is very different from what they actually did. So if, if you want to look at, okay, so let's go back with the whole Rittenhouse thing. Well, he looks guilty. That was the argument from, from the other side was, he looks guilty. He's a white supremacist. He came there to shoot and kill. They're applying motive to something that it, you have no place applying a motive. No, it just, I, I can understand so, how it can seem suspicious If they were just to go to a, a friends or families or whatever, because they were worried that people would start banging on their door and coming at them that I can understand there being a fear and not wanting to be there. But I, you, like, why not go stay with family or friends? I don't, 
I don't know, a where like random warehouse. It's just it's weird. And uh, yes, it may not be anything bad, but it comes across suspicious, which does see, not and, help them in any way. Okay, so who who is Miss McDonald? Ms. McDonald. So the notion that a parent could read those worlds and also know that their son had access to a deadly weapon that they gave him is is unconscionable. And I think it's criminal. Where? Like, that, like, that's what I don't understand. That's what I'm really trying to understand. How is it unconscionable? How is it criminal? I don't I don't I don't understand that. And and seeing what other lawyers other lawyers like I'm a fucking lawyer. <laughs> yeah, you just had your meeting earlier today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have we have our uh, uh, with Karen uh, Ricada. Donald is the prosecutor. Oh, that's that's oh, okay. So she's the motivated one. Right. I, I remember I hearing. Yeah, so she's trying to charge anyone except actually taking making the state responsible for it. Right. So, she, yeah. So oh. she's applying. She, the, I'll say this. From what I've been able to hear, this DA sounds very motivated. Okay. It sounds well, very politically motivated. I have not read or heard. So, enlighten me, sir. Well, because, like I said, so she's overcharging the parents. She, she put a $500,000 bail when what a kid in Texas. When when the kid when a kid in Texas literally shoots people, seventy five thousand, you know, I, I I can see that there's something. I could see that there's, you know, yeah, okay, something should have, something should have happened here, hundred percent. I'm not arguing that, but to hold the parents responsible. So there's there's been a big push in in the states like you know oh, oh they're gonna look at making uh, gun manufacturers liable for for if there's a shooting. So I sent this to Bill Blair, our gun idiot, in Canada, saying, "Hey, we should look at banning Fords because there, one was just involved in a in a mass murder. When are you gonna ban Ford Motor Company?" Like, put responsibility on the on the perpetrator. You punish the crime, not society. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I feel that them, the parents being charged with involuntary manslaughter is quite harsh. That seems a little, like, they even had, like, when they, they had noticed, um, I, I don't know if I said this, but when they noticed that the couple didn't show up, well, then the couple didn't show up for court. See, and that's another thing too, which makes them seem like they were hiding. They didn't show up for court. They were supposed to be there and they didn't show up. So then a search warrant was issued and they literally had wanted posters with reward up to $10,000. Yeah, no, I, I understand so, that. I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. No, anyway, but what I'm like saying is the involuntary manslaughter to me, that, that seems extremely harsh. Like, well, should the parents maybe have done something or taken the kid out of school or, 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 the or. school have done something? No, well, don't, don't put on like the school has the resources in order to deal with this directly. Hey, we noticed your kid was looking up ammunition on his phone. Hey, we noticed that he has these drawings of, of uh, 
uh, you know, of, of killing people. And it obviously looks like he's having some type of mental break. We are going to take the steps to whether put him in uh, compelled custody. We're going to put him, you know, we're going to check him. Schools have the resources and the, the knowledge to recognize this stuff. And they decided to do nothing. So now they're going to overcharge the parents. And then the parents are going to say, well, you know, we're, we're going to be found guilty of something. Well, we'll, 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 uh, we'll barter down to a lesser charge. So now you have two parents. And I'm not trying to say that they're innocent. I'm saying when you overcharge someone, now what? Well, they're going to get us on. Obviously, they're going to try and get us on something. Well, maybe we can plead down to something less. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's one of those situations where how many, how many times have kids been involved in school shootings? Have you ever seen the parents be charged? Never. Exactly. Never. To me, so this, that, this seems crazy to me. That's that's the thing. You charge the criminal. I would say, like, you know, Robert Bar Robert Barnes. For anyone that doesn't know Robert Barnes, he's he's a great lawyer, and I don't agree with all, everything he says, but he makes he he pushes an argument to a place where you can understand where he's coming from, and it makes a little more sense. But even he was saying. No, this this makes absolutely no sense why you would charge people. Why you would charge people that were not... It'd be different if the, if their son said, I'm going to go to the school and I, I, I need a gun to go shoot it up. And the parents went and bought a gun for him saying, Hey, little scamp, don't you go shooting up that school now, you little <laughs> rough scallion. Okay, yeah, they can be an accessory to murder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, but I mean... That, and, that, and the mom even making a comment like, LOL, well, don't get caught. Okay, well, he uh, brought him so a I gun, was... like, which isn't okay, against but the so law. But so what? That's my point. Well, they, is no, they then why bring it, it up? up? Because you're not letting me finish, sweetie. Because they play it up in the media like it was something absolutely horrible to say. And See, like... in this situation, they, they just gave him an early Christmas gift and he was looking up ammunition for it. That's not a bad thing. It may seem concerning, but... At that point, that wasn't a bad thing. The other things that were brought up were quite concerning. That particular incident, not really so much. Oh, so maybe it was like some type of like therapeutic or something, you know, to help alleviate, maybe get rid of his stress, something, you know, and, and, and the thing nowadays is a lot of kids are suffering from, you know, they don't have any confidence. There's a lot of lacking self-confidence, a lot of lacking self-worth. Which is why you see kids are saying, "Oh, I'm, I identify as this. I identify as that." And I and I've talked with our schools that th this type of shit, instead of making them excellent at someone at something, making them excellent at at anything, you have teachers that overwhelmingly just don't give a shit. Everyone, and I will say, everyone has a story of teachers that literally did not care. Mr. Land in Murdoch did not care. He had a sitting from like our last names. That's the only way he knew if you were there or not because he, he didn't give a shit. He literally did not care. So I remember what you know, thought. Uh, history, I think. No, not history. 
Fuck, I don't know. Teacher? I I don't know. I really I don't care. That's <gasps> the thing. I But you know with with today and you know everyone uh, you know kids are just trapped on their phone. People are trapped on their phones. But they end up getting you know shoveled in with the algorithms and oh what gets you more likes and what gets you more tweets and and you know it's all about engagement it's all about keeping you on there the second you put the stuff down like i I post on twitter all the time i say stupid shit i say stupid shit to people all the time because it's funny i think it's funny you know pointing out hey seth rogan hey sarah silverman you're a bunch of white people telling white people that they're fucking bad and people are sick of it. People don't want to hear it. There's a reason why your shitty fucking television show is shit. They have a television That's show. me. That's what this Santa Inc. is. It's a fucking shitty show. But when kids are, you know, they have no one cheering for them. Parents are too busy working. Parents are too busy working multiple jobs. Single parents. People are... You know, they're just struggling the day to day and the government is coming in and saying, oh, well, we're going to be your parent here. Have a television here. You know, you're you're like. I think that's that that's a bigger problem. Is this kid, you know, maybe he has some type of a mental problem. I, I would not be surprised. But. If you're going to be funding schools and saying, hey, we're supposed to be keeping children safe here. And I will say, don't let this this kid be forgotten. Tate Meyer, do not let him be forgotten because he is a hero. He was a hero. Who was he? He was a football player that tackled uh, or tried to stop uh, this little punk piece of shit. So that other people could get free. Oh, in this situation here? Yeah. He, oh. he, he confronted this guy to try and stop him. Is he still alive? So, he died. Oh. That's sad. Yeah. I don't so, know. It's This is is such a tricky situation because the thing is, normally... I'm not saying don't hold the, hold the parents responsible for maybe civilly, but to charge them criminally, I well, I don't see it. And I think this, if I remember correctly, this Miss whatever DA, the McDonald? prosecutor McDonald, if I remember correctly, she's trying to go for the governor of Michigan. Oh boy. Let's see, uh, what what was her stupid name? I think it was Karen McDonald. Oh boy, a Karen. <laughs> right. Uh going. Governor. Uh woefully inadequate. I'm gonna I'll have to look into this more, but if I remember correctly. She's trying to run for governor of California or California. Huh. Oh, that's one shuttle uh, for Michigan. Uh, yes, Karen. Karen oh, McDonald. here we go. 
Yeah, yesterday, Karen McDonald officially filed to run for Oakland County Prosecutor, though she announced her campaign in early 2019, soon after giving up her career as Oakland County Circuit Court Judge. Michigan got one hiatus after stepping down from the bench before filing for a partisan position like Oakland County. Oh, fuck you. Um, I'll have to look into this, but I remember hearing hearing that. I'll have to confirm that. So, um, see, she was quoted in um one of the articles here as saying these charges are intended to hold the individuals who contributed to this tragedy accountable and also send a message that gun owners have a responsibility when they fail they to uphold that responsibility there are serious criminal consequences but it's what did they what law did they violate but, but see that's where i was going to go like that's the funny part if they don't have laws in place that state you have to keep your gun locked up ammunition separate da 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 they didn't break any of those laws so telling people you have to be more responsible as a gun owner when it's not like it was just lying out like yeah it was in their drawer which is easily accessible but everybody else in the state is the exact same type thing you know what i mean like it's i don't know i mean with this situation too like with this kid it's not like from what it sounds like and again i don't know every detail of this story i'm not the kid's parents but from what it sounds like is they said, like, in school, he never had any other things. There was never any, um, he's never been sent to the office before. He's never had any issues. There's never been any disciplinary things. So this is literally, like, the first time this kid is being called down to the office or pulled down to the office, and these issues are certainly arising. Now, if this was an ongoing thing, if there was, like, issues that people were aware of, like, maybe the parents just really didn't know. Clearly, the school didn't know before. There was no previous warning signs. Yes, there were warning signs the week leading up to this tragedy that had unfolded. But yeah. the thing is, well, it isn't just the parents' responsibility. Like you said, the school had a responsibility. If they didn't feel safe, like they would be, you need to take your kid home. He's not to come back in school until da 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 da. Like then you send the kid home. You search through his backpack. You search through this. Like if you were that concerned, which anybody would be, if I were to see that, I would be concerned too. But I would be saying, I do not feel comfortable your child being here right now because of these things. We are sending him home with you. They have the right to do that. So why didn't they do that? Why is everything being put solely on the parent? The kid created or is the one who did the horrible crime. He committed the crime. And I understand that the parents could have done something more. Well, so could the school. There could always be somebody else that should have noticed these signs, should have been paying attention, should have, should have, should have. The kid did the crime. People need to learn from this and maybe going forward, if they see warning signs and stuff like that, maybe as the school, you search through these things. You had a meeting with your counselors and your school board and whatever else it was. Nobody said, hey, we should be searching his backpack. He's drawing these things. This is kind of worrisome. Maybe we should check him. They have the well, right. Exactly. Well, and there there was an article. Um, I pulled it up. It was from the Detroit News saying that they are looking at actually holding the school responsible, which absolutely, I think they should. They absolutely should. Good. 
you can't just so, know, throw um, it on the parents and to charge them with involuntary manslaughter. That is a big charge. Like they're going to go to jail for the rest of their lives because of something that their kid did. That's not okay. The parents weren't behind it. The parents didn't see these warning signs and see, okay, well, he's drawing all these things and wants to go shoot up a school. Let's go buy him a gun. No, that's not how it transpired. You know what I mean? Like if, if yeah. they willingly knew that the kid was suffering issues and that these were a thing, he's making these videos, he's talking about doing these things and they still went and bought him a gun. Okay, we got a problem. Because now you're well, aiding and abetting almost. Like you're like, okay, here's the weapon for you, kid. Have fun. <laughs> but if they didn't know, how can they, how can they be held responsible? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, uh, I would love to see, I would love to see what the internet finds on her. I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion. She might be part of the Federalist Society. I don't know. I'm just going to leave that open there. All right. Uh, I don't know. Is uh, is there anything else? I don't think I really got anything more. No? Um, just want to say, I guess, a sorry um, to the kids who did lose their lives. It's a tragedy. And the kids who got injured uh, yeah. and everybody who got affected by this. Because this whole school who witness these things and how to live through this, they're going to be affected for a long time and hopefully they get the help that they need. And yeah, we'll have some updates, I guess, as this trial and everything unfold, which will probably be quite a while from now, but yeah, keep you updated. But uh, thanks for listening. Hope everybody has a fantastic or had a fantastic weekend, has a good week so far. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I would like to know, what are people's opinions? What are your opinions on this? Yeah. You think am I, uh, should be charged? Am I completely, uh, I would say, am I, am I out to lunch? Am I uh, some conservative fucking claptrap bullcrap or, or what? I just, for, for me, I think it all comes down to individual responsibility. That's, that's kind of my, that's kind of my hard line is you are responsible for whatever happens. So, well, I don't know. I, I don't I, know I, if I told you yeah. too that the kid's not being charged. Um, like he's being charged as an adult too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I find so funny that uh, he's being charged as an adult, but a guy that actually brought a gun to school and wanted to shoot and kill people who was actually an adult is seeing a significantly reduced, uh, you know, sentence. I understand one is one people died, but you know, shouldn't there be some kind of equity, you know, equal application of the law? I understand they're different states, but I don't know. He's he's a kid. He's a kid. He obviously needed help, and that I think that's one thing. You know, there there are some there are some there are some people that break laws that honestly probably probably deserve a you know death would be too too soft of a punishment. 
is this kid maybe like he is mentally unstable? You know, I'm I'm sure tons of stuff is going to come out about his family and his history. You know, maybe his mental state. Maybe he is. You know, but they're 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 going to demonize. Uh, you know, people that that actually do want response, like you know, self govern, self responsibility, or individual responsibility, and then say, oh well, homeless people, they're they just they're just, you know, they they just need help. Well, I guess uh, I guess you know you, we can have it. You know, you can have your cake and eat it too. Homeless people are just you know, just down on their luck and just downtrodden. Some are. Some people are happy with it. Some people are okay being homeless and they like it. Some people obviously need that help, and they have mental issues. They have addiction issues. Maybe this kid has a mental issue that was undiagnosed. And the school seen the writing on the fucking wall, and they said, "Eh, he can go back to class." Maybe. I mean, who knows what he was like? Like most most kids, I would assume, like this would be a lot more withdrawn. And I mean, I, I again, I would assume. I don't know for a fact, but maybe he was more loner type and just kind of kept to himself. And I, I don't know. There has to. He- where, like, where, was he a popular kid? Were his grades good? And then all of a sudden he just snapped? Or, like, what, what was it he liked before? So, what what I would probably guess, so from that mom's text, text message, like, after the gun, he's probably excited. Like, hey, I get to shoot this. Or maybe yeah. he was like, hey, I get to shoot people with this. I don't know. I'm not going <laughs> to apply a, a motive to something that we do not have any information on. But I'm sure she's like, you know, hey, yeah, don't do that in school. Like that, yeah. like when I seen that text message, like, LOL, well, don't get caught doing it. It's like, well, fine if like, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, the, the, the old trope is, you know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it could have just been something he was excited about or, you know, oh, he was just yeah. excited to start shooting. So I don't know. I, I would love to hear like, Hey, am I, uh, am I, uh, completely out of touch? And, uh, you know, trying to apply a motive or trying to exonerate people that are deserving of uh, of being put in prison for something that they necessarily did not do. I think that's pr- a pretty dangerous thing. Because where do you where do you cut the line? Where? Yeah, I think the sad like, part for me too. Well, aside from everybody else, you know, um, all the lives that were lost. But I mean, in one of the one of the drawings or whatever he had the words on there, blood everywhere, the thoughts won't stop, help me. Yeah, so like... There was oh, something uh, going on. So, yeah, like, so if you're seeing that, help me. Help me. This is, like, literally, that is a cry for fucking help. And in yeah. the school's going, eh, you know, little Ethan, he's just being, a, he's just being dramatic. But should you not take that seriously? Like, there, I, I thought there was supposed to be like a zero tolerance policy. If there's even a thought of, of that, you know, people are going to be put in harm. Like, well, yeah, you know, keep you... them, keep them with the principle. They check it, and and if need be, okay. And what if you checked them? And holy fuck, there, there, he brought a gun to school, and oh, guns aren't supposed to be in school. Yeah. Okay. Then you can take the corrective action. Like that is so much easier to do. Right. But they didn't. They could have called the police. The lives would have been saved right there. And I mean, again, they could say, well, the parents didn't look in the backpack. Well, neither did you. 
You can't just keep pointing fingers here. Like maybe they thought their kid wasn't that stupid to do something well, like that. You know, obviously, if they really thought that their kid was capable of doing that, I don't think they would have left him there. Well, and if the dad is saying like, hey, once he's seen, holy fuck, the gun's gone. What did he do? He called the police. Exactly. So he, he tried to, hey, there, there might be a problem here. We got to we got to deal with this now. Yeah, my gun's missing, and I think my kid's the shooter. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I think the whole situation is sad, and I think it's sad that they're they're putting all the blame on the parents, which I don't think is right. I think that, you know, like you said, I, I hold the school quite a bit responsible because they should have done something too. If they felt that he was that much of a threat, they should not have let him go home. And I know for a fact that if it was, Rolls the reverse, and it was our kid's school. They would be like, "Come pick up your kid." Yeah, come pick him up. We don't feel safe for him being here. Da 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 da. But then again, they also would have searched his backpack, searched his whatever. If needs be, the police would have been called. Like, yeah, the kid might have been charged. He might be having a rough, a rough go, but lives would have been saved. I don't know. I, I see, you know, already the, you know, the gun control advocates are already saying, this is why guns need to be banned. And then you see on the other side, well, this is why teachers need to carry guns. Oh, yeah. Well, there's already <sighs> articles that I see. I haven't even looked into them, but there's already Biden calls for tougher gun laws. Like, 100 percent. 100 percent. Yeah. So. No, it's uh, bad, but. All right. Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's get out of here. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, leave a comment. Um, check us out on all our socials. They'll be in the description box below, along with all the articles that we talked about today. Okay, have a great day, everybody. Bye.